Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. see where were we uh oh yeah yeah that's right good morning everybody welcome to light the tower on the horn 1049 1019 am 1260 we are live we are local and we're digital on the horn app and at hornfm.com my name is craig way glad to have you with us alongside my co-host Jeff Howe will be along shortly. And of course, our producer, Cameron Parker, is here as well. How are you doing this morning, Cam? You all right? Yeah. Glad to be back in the studio. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And uh, we're glad to be back with you. And I also understand, certainly, uh, where folks are like, hey, hey, uh, what happened? What happened? What happened? Can you tell us? Can you tell us? And, and, um, <laughs> I know that you know there was a lot of wondering, and it, it and it really I guess started over the weekend. While we still had the uh, Texas Longhorn baseball and softball broadcast on, they were available on the app and online at TexasSports.com, uh, but obviously uh, not here on the Horn. And uh, yesterday we had uh, network programming, and uh, I had somebody tell me yesterday that uh, they said, I don't think I ever took you guys for granted, but if I did, uh, just not being able to listen to you guys and listen to some network programming yesterday, uh, it made me make sure that I wouldn't take it. And I, and I greatly appreciate it. And let me say this. Um, we do not take you for granted. Uh, you, the listeners and our and our partners and uh, sponsors and clients and, and those folks, we don't. And all we have to do is not be in here for a day and get a little antsy about not being on with you that it, you know, that, that it reminds us all about how we're kind of interconnected with one another, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the one deal because you, uh, I've seen a lot of things on, on uh, Twitter uh, and on Facebook pages and things like that about tell us what happened. You owe us an explanation. You got to tell. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I try to stay above the fray and away from confrontational conversations about such things because I have always believed in uh, being on radio for 40 years now and being uh, in uh, the talk show business. Uh, the conversation, the radio show business for over 30 years, that uh, it's it's probably better to not be in all kinds of confrontational stuff when you can't look a person right in the eye. Now, I can look at you on Twitch and glad I can see a camera lens and you can see me, but I can't see you. But I've always thought if you if you can't look at someone right in the eye and tell them it's 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 kind of unfair to both parties to get kind of, you know, upset and confrontational and things of that nature. However, the least we can do is is try to explain a little bit of, of what happened and then move forward. Uh, you are owed that much. 
we were owed that much to find out what we did or what happened. So I'm going to tell you, and then we're going to move from there because there's there's a lot of good things to talk about. And the, the maybe maybe the best thing from our perspective to talk about is the fact that we're sitting here and getting to talk about them. So here's what happened. Uh, in short, our, our studios, the building that we're living in, the building had been purchased by another company, and the agreement with the former owners of the building had been in dispute with the new owners. So then our group, our management group, was in dispute with them. It looked like everything had been worked out late in the week last week. Uh, someone else in a position of authority from the other side decided that was not the case. And late Friday night, uh, we had already finished our broadcast with the uh, Texas-Kansas game Friday night. And uh, late Friday night, a group came in and locked us out of the studios. That's what happened Friday night. And things were shut down. But over the weekend, the heads got together, had conversations, worked it all out. Figured it all out, got it amicably settled, reasonably worked out. So we're back. It's all over. <laughs> we're back to normal, whatever normal means. That's it. That's basically it. Uh, and so, and it wasn't as simple as I know some folks were like, you didn't pay your rent. No, it's, it's, a, it's a lot more detailed uh, than that. So uh, that's that's the story. And uh, I hope, you know, I'm, I'm glad uh, folks are, are back with us. Like, for example, Chief Cantu on the Specs text line says, I'll never get those 13 hours of non-radio back in my life. Hey, we're glad to be back. Uh, Victor, one of the cool things about the issue was listening to the game on the app. In between, that means we got to hear what was going on in the stadium, kind of thought we were there. Yeah, for folks who did not hear this, and, and, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'll put it on hold just long enough. Here, of course, to welcome, of course, my co-host, the pride of Northwest Williamson County, a proud graduate of Florence High School. You knew him as Highway 79 when he wore the purple and white for the Florence Buffaloes as an honorable mention all-district offensive lineman. But you know him best for his outstanding work at Orange 24-7. That's Jeff Howe. How are you doing this morning? A lot of irons and a fire today. I've got the uh, Texas fight deal tonight in San Antonio mm -hmm. with... Sark, uh, Rodney Terry. I think Vic is supposed mm -hmm. to be out there too, maybe. Yeah. So we'll have audio from Excellent. at least two of those individuals tomorrow. If Vic's there, I'll catch up with Coach Schaefer for a little bit. You but. did a great job chasing chasing after all of those deals, and I was on uh, a few of those deals last year. I'm not scheduled. I'm a little busy right now with baseball, but uh, you did you did a great job with those. <laughs> uh, I appreciate. Year. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not doing the Metroplex leg okay. this year. I think I'm just going to do. Houston's San Antonio and then Houston's okay. uh, next week. Okay. Uh, all right. So depends on what I get. I mean, I might get enough. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah. To suffice. Did you? And before I go back to to addressing Victor's question, did you get a chance to hear either on the Texas Longhorns app or TexasSports.com or anything? Did you get a chance to hear? any part of either Saturday or Sunday? No. Nobody, okay. No, I, I watched it on. Uh, I got you. Yeah, ESPN Plus. Plus. Uh huh. Um, okay. So what Victor's referring to is, uh, what what Victor's referring to is, um, we knew once that we could not put the games on the horn Saturday and Sunday, um, a lot of really intelligent minds got together and said, all right, how do we make this work? And I remember, and I don't know if, if any of you remember this, back in February when we had the ice storm, that was the day I slipped and fell three times and messed up my uh, the bursa sack. Yeah, your sack ruptured. Had, had a ruptured sack, bursa sack in the elbow. Um, and uh, all of that, that was the trip to Morgantown for the women's game. And power had knocked out almost all the Westlake Hills, a lot of it with all the fallen trees uh, and uh, power lines and all that other kind of stuff. And what we did that night was we figured out, okay, what we can do is route this, send the women's basketball broadcast to our network studios, which are in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's where the big switching point for Learfield is for just about all of it. They have two main places 
where they turned the broadcast around by satellite. One's in Winston-Salem, the other's in Jefferson City, Missouri. The one for Texas is in Winston-Salem. And we figured out, okay, if we send this to Winston-Salem, they could turn it around and route it to texasports.com and the Texas Longhorns app. And that's what we did that night with that women's basketball game at West Virginia. So recalling that, we said, okay, well, let's see. How do we make this work? And, um, and um, you know, uh, Terry Kelly at our network studios, did a, did a, our network offices here in town, did a great job. Uh, Aaron Brunk and, um, and uh, Madison Walker, not Madison, uh, Morgan, Morgan Walker, excuse me, and uh, and then uh, Gabby Walden uh, did a great job of making sure that we could do this again on on Saturday times two because it was not only baseball but it was softball. And so what we did was we sent the broadcast to Winston-Salem like we would a men's basketball broadcast or a football broadcast, but those are network things. They go to the network center and then they're distributed. This is this is different because normally it just comes straight back to here. So, but they did a great job and got it turned around, and they got it to the, to the app and and to the website. And so, what Chief um, is uh, referring to uh, said, uh, "What are the cool things? Uh, what are the cool things about the issue?" Was listening to the game on the app in between here means we got to hear what was going on in the stadium. Kind of thought like we were there. What we did was we had a uh, crowd mic right down by the field. And I told Keith Morgan, we're going to keep the crowd mic up during what would be commercial breaks, but because since we're routing it this way, there was no way to send the commercials that way. So I said, otherwise, it's just going to be silent. So let's at least have the crowd mic up. Anybody that jumps in or out on the app would be able to hear it and understand it. And that's what we did. And so we'll, uh, our mics were down, but you could hear other people around going, hey, hey, you give me a hot dog. You know, he had some of that stuff and all that. So, But, but it worked out. So. And Victor, you said a uh, crappy way to start off a relationship with your new owner. We've we've had this owner for a while. They are the newer owners, but it's not like brand new, like not like last week. So, so anyway, so there's the deal, and um, I'm just I'm just glad. Here's somebody said, I don't know what was worse: the withdrawals I had from quitting drinking when I had walking pneumonia, or missing the Saturday morning shows and yesterday's show. Yeesh, glad to back. Okay, I, I'm. Sorry, I had to go through that. Uh, so, <laughs> Coach says, I actually listened to BK yesterday afternoon. I've had my fill of Texans and Astros for a while. Uh, our man, MJ from Hearn, glad you're all back. Long day yesterday, delivering mail without listening to you guys. a good man right there, yes, MJ from Hearn. Absolutely. Uh, MJ, you'll be disappointed to know, and I'll have this video on Instagram in the coming weeks. I'll like to film these pack rips and bulk and then distribute them. I had a Ken Griffey Jr. Diamond Kings that almost Don Russ pack on one of those Donruss packs and just had a m- absolutely mangled corner so oh, okay. I was a little disappointed oh okay hey uh by the way gambling fanatics is jeff if i buy you a beverage at the houston event can we get a picture uh if you you're there you don't have to buy me a beverage we can get a picture yeah. i'm not a big uh beverage, a beverage con- connoisseur especially when i'm on the road so um yeah no problem i got no problem we can do a picture yeah sure. all right so thanks to everybody uh, and uh, somebody said thanks for the explanation. Thanks for being straight. That's that's it. That's the explanation, and uh, and you know we move on. Yeah, and, and just my two cents on it. Uh, you know, it, the whole ordeal is like Craig said. It's nothing as on air staff that we could have avoided, helped. It's just we were kind of sitting on standby pretty yep. much, pretty much since Saturday morning, waiting for the word go. Yeah. So. Uh, we wanted to be on air yesterday. I would have loved to have been in here, mm-hmm. but we weren't, and now we are. So hopefully this is the last we deal with this and can produce a mediocre radio show unencumbered from this point forward. Um, somebody said, I couldn't hear UT-based technical difficulties. There were. The power wasn't on in the building. That made it a technical difficulty. said, I couldn't hear UT-based on the radio, and don't plug the app. I'm old like Bucky, and don't do apps. Well, don't know what I could tell you on that. I, I, well, you don't, and, and, and let me also say this. You don't necessarily, if, if you're listening to the radio, uh, unless you're driving in the car, if that's what you're referring to, yeah, then the app would be in that one specific instance. That would be the way you would hear it. If you're at the house, I'm sure you have a computer. 
could be a desktop. It could be a you know, it could be a laptop. You go to TexasSports.com. It's free. You just click right to it. So I can't believe that you wouldn't be technologically advanced enough where you couldn't follow a link it, online at TexasSports.com. You can could I, probably do that. Can I make one one declaration too while we're while we're sitting here and while we're addressing such topics? Yeah. I I get a lot of I get a lot of texts. There's a, a a couple threads on the flagship message board at Horns twenty four seven right now. The people complaining about uh, the signal depending on where you're driving or where you're at. Look, Craig and I don't have anything to do with the signal unless we want to sh- let Cam shimmy up one of these poles and rearrange some stuff. Um, the, no, sig- the the signal is what it is. We can't change it, and I'm not going to address it on the specs text line going forward because it is what it is. You can use the app or that I don't know. Take it up with call the front desk. I don't know what you can do at that point, but I'm I'm done addressing signal issues. Here's our man from the Pacific Northwest CB says the app is a game changer for me, and and it is. And I understand if some some struggle with the app thing. And or whatever. I know it's, I'm sure it's frustrating. I'm sure it's frustrating. But for Craig and I during our show, there's nothing we can do about the signal. Let Let me also say this to to try to. M- at least clarify it a little bit. For those who say the signal's not good uh, and then follow up with things like you need to get your tower fixed or you need to invest more money to boost your signal, it isn't about any of that. It isn't about any of that. Uh, There are FCC regulations in place about what we're allowed to power at. Remember, these signals came up later after a great many of the greater Austin area signals had been already assigned and yeah. well underway. So it's not about that. It's about what we're allowed to broadcast at. For example, let me let me give you an example. If you listen to our AM 1260 in the daytime, it's a rocket ship. You can hear it all over. You can hear it. I was hearing it clear north of Waco on the way to Hillsboro. And uh it's really but at night Due to FCC regulations, you power down, you hear it in Williamson County. Same thing with 101.9 FM. You hear it really crystal clear up there during the day. In the evening, it's in Williamson County. That's why uh, you hear the Vandegrift Vipers football games on that, because it goes to largely that area up there up north. Mm-hmm. So there is a method to the madness. It's not just to flip the switch and blah, 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 you go on and go. <laughs> just, just, to, you know, just to let folks know that. So there we go. Um we're taking care of all our housekeeping items. Can you get 101.9 on the app? Yes, because you're getting the horn on the app. You get you, you get whatever's on 1049 or 1019. Now, when Ranger games are on, we're not allowed to stream those. So you'd have to go to I think TexasRangers.com or their apps or whatever. That's a major league baseball thing. That's their deal. It's the same thing with the Texas Longhorn games, but the Longhorn games you can link to them from our app. And that's what some folks were doing. So, um, so anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's the deal. So hopefully that, that explains a little bit. Chief Cantu says, I live and die by the app driving to Mathis, Texas right now for my grandfather's funeral. Uh, Hey, Godspeed to him and, uh, hope it uh, goes well for yeah. you down there. Yeah, chief. Uh, all right. So, um, be safe. Chief taking that drive too. Did he say he's going to Mathis, right? Yeah. 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 Be safe traveling to uh, South Absolutely. Texas. Absolutely. Headed down there by the bay, down not far from Corpus. Uh, okay. All right. So I'll tell you what else works in the house, and I know I know because I've done this to get to the last of our housekeeping items. Uh, if you have one, if you have any of the Alexa apparatuses, uh, you can get the horn on there too. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody said, I like the app. I like the stream, but I love live radio due to no delay. Oh, there's delay. There's delaying it. it. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that nobody in our building will ever say what Bob Huggins said on the air y- uh, yesterday. Good Lord. I feel pretty confident in saying they w- nobody will, but I can't guarantee that. But I can tell you this, if somebody ever said it, I think we've got enough astute studio producers that they would hit the dump button because you're in delay and i know that radio show in cincinnati had to be in delay one of those uh, one of those days you were out cam almost had to hit the dump button on himself for really? uh, well just a an awkward pause at uh trying to say a word and he just stopped at the worst possible time 
Yeah. It wasn't the yeah. word country where he stopped, which we all uh, know where that can get you in trouble. What were you trying to say, Cam? Compared to what Coach Huggins says, it, it, it's nothing. Relatively tame. Well, he, Cam was trying to say something, and when he stopped, it made it sound like clock. he was – I was trying to say shot clock. Shot clock, and oh, when he okay. caught himself, he was referring to a, a rooster. Okay, yeah. 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 The abbreviated version of South Carolina. George Carlin said, we used to read, they used to read that to us from the Bible in third grade, and we would laugh. Hey, man, cock is in the Bible. Because it's fine if you're talking about the animal. Dude, I, there are so many times in our society where I really do miss George Carlin. Like, I wish mm-hmm. he was here alive in these times right now. Yeah. I mean, he would give you perspective. He said they would read the quote from the Bible. The cock crowed three times. What? Now, listen, it's it, perspective and all that other kind of stuff and interpretation. It's in the, That part's in the Bible there. The part, apparently, uh, that was... You know, uh, the, the stuff that was uh, said by Bob Huggins yesterday was not biblical. Dude, that was – I thought it was a rib. Like, I thought I yeah. thought it was a joke. Like, hearing the audio, it's like, dude, is that really Bob Huggins? And talked to one of my colleagues at CBS, and they're like, yeah, we, we confirmed it. It's Huggins, and, and we're running it. And I'm like, oh, boy, that's uh, – the only thing I could think of was I quote tweeted the awful announcing – awful announcing how the audio – and I quote tweeted it with, uh, yeah. And there's a drive to deep left field by Castellanos. I saw that you were pretty funny with that. Uh, I gotta admit, you're pretty funny. By the way, did you see the pick the collage that was floating around Twitter where Bob Huggins had Tom Brenneman come and talk to his team at one point? Oh <laughs> no, he did. Oh man, it comes full circle, doesn't it? CB, uh, <laughs> he says that Huggins been fired. Uh, that the the it was left with West Virginia. Athletic director Ren Baker, who is pretty recent to the job, he'd been at North Texas, uh, saying, well, it wasn't him. It was a statement from the athletic department saying that they were examining the issue and investigating it and all that. So we'll find out when we find out. Uh, Tell you what, you you ready to go to break, Craig? We come back to the notebook? Yeah, because we're going to hear from Dylan Campbell. Uh, We'll... I uh, hear from David Pierce, and you've got some things. I want to get into some football. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do all that when we come back here. And back. Yes, good to be back. Thank you for the, uh, uh, you know, nice comments for folks. And even the ones that were asking for more clarity and explanation and all that, I hope we uh, were able to shed some light on that. The bottom line is we're back and we're rolling forward here on Light the Tower. On the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital. On the Horn app and at hornfm.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Light the Tower. Glad to have you back with us. Glad to be back with you. And we are indeed back in the saddle again. So we're glad to be with you here on this Tuesday. I light the tower on the horn. Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Cameron Parker, our producer, alongside as well. Without further ado, let's jump right into it with our first hour Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Jeff's going to have uh, a, a full tray of uh, football varieties you're not coming re- up here. In you're moment. not really any notes, just kind of a discussion okay. football related. Actually, this hour I do want to hit something that just came uh, across the, the wire at Horns 24-7 this morning because I think you're one of the best people that I can get their take on this. So. Okay. Uh, be sure to stick around for that as well, if nothing else. Uh, but uh, we had somebody asking, you know, where, where things stand with the Longhorns and and uh, chances win the Big 12. I would say they're mathematical right now at best simply because West Virginia keeps winning. Uh, they're, you know, they're 13-5 and five in the league, and they're going to be very, very difficult uh, to take out. Uh, what you hope from the Texas perspective 
is that they'll still at least have a mathematical shot to uh, to win the Big 12 regular season title by the time the Mountaineers get here next weekend. This weekend, they're hosting Texas Tech at home, and they could, by the end of this weekend, already have mathematically eliminated Texas from being able to you know, overtake them in the Big 12 race. Oklahoma State and Kansas State will, uh, unless they both, well, they play each other this weekend. So one could be eliminated, one could still very much be in the race, depending on what else West Virginia does this weekend. The Longhorns uh, stayed in the race by taking two or three from Kansas, lost on Friday night. It was uh, a rare sight to see uh, Lucas Gordon not be on his game. It was his first loss of the season, and he struggled, uh, as Keith uh, Moreland said on the broadcast, with fastball command in the strike zone. Uh, on Saturday, he came back. Brilliant effort by LeBaron Johnson, Jr., and uh, a career-long uh, seven-inning outing for him, uh, a career-high 12 strikeouts. And as a result, by the way, he earned Big 12 Conference Pitcher of the Week honors. So he did tremendous. And then it came down to the Sunday game, and the Longhorns had not won a series this year when they dropped the first game. That had not happened. And so they went about it. And uh, for Texas, not only that, they had Dylan Campbell tying the school record for longest hit streak, 25 games in a row. He was tied. I know you remember this guy, Jeff, Michael Torres. You remember him from 2008 when uh, Michael Torres was playing the Texas. Yeah, everything Texas baseball for me from like 2000, let's say 2006 to like 2011 just kind of runs together. Yeah, right, right. Well, in 2008, Michael Torres had a 25-game hitting streak. Ironically, Michael's brother is on the current Longhorn team, Kate O'Hara. That's Michael's brother. But uh, Dylan Campbell tied with him for the all-time hitting streak record at Texas. And Campbell stepped to the plate in the top of the first. Jared Thomas had led off with a single. And then uh, there was a fly ball out to center from Peyton Powell. So there was one out. One on, and again, like we said, that since the game wasn't on the horn, you may not have heard how it all transpired. But this is uh, Keith Moreland and I uh, with uh, Dylan Campbell at the plate. Dylan Campbell batting 315, nine home runs, 32 nine home runs batted in, tied now for the University of Texas single season hitting streak. 25 games in a row, Campbell has safely come up with a hit. He squares to bun and takes a fastball for a strike. Nothing and one the count to Campbell. 5'11", 205-pound junior right-handed hitter out of straight Jesuit in the greater Houston area. D.C., two out of nine this weekend. One of the two, a home run yesterday in the fourth inning that extended that streak to 25 games. The stretch. And the 0-1. Swings here, and this one a sinking liner. That is going to fall in into the alley. Thomas around third. He'll be held there. Dylan Campbell now has become the University of Texas all-time consecutive games hit streak leader. His 26th game in a row that Campbell has come up with a hit. They got a slider up in the zone, put a charge into it. That that direction we talked about the ball was going to carry. And, uh, that's a heck of a accomplishment by D.C. Just keep adding on. It's consistent. Hitting streaks are so much about consistency, and boy, he's been consistent. So Campbell with the a brand new standard for the University of Texas on hitting streaks, 26 in a row, and gets that right out of the way with a one-out double. Longhorns would go on to score a run in that inning, and uh, and then they they trailed. They trailed two one. They trailed three two, and uh, then uh, turned it on, and they were. Uh, up seven to three, and uh, and then uh, of course Kansas made a made a run at them. They got one run uh, in uh, the eighth inning, and then in the ninth they scored two, and it was seven to six. And it, this wasn't a, a, a case, by the way, of not being able to to uh, throw strikes and hitting batters and walking batters. No, they got hits, and two of them were very unfortunate. Zane Morehouse, who's had all manner of difficulty of late, as we know. Came out and had a bam, 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 a one, two, three, eighth inning. He looked like the old Zane Morehouse. So he comes out to pitch the ninth. Back to back hitters hit line drives off of Zane Morehouse's legs. One the left, one the right. 
he has to leave the game. They were infield hits, but they were shots. So um, Andre Duplantier, who'd picked up a save on Saturday, came in and gave, and got a strikeout of the leading hitter, Shoji Kojinaga, uh, Cody Shojinaga of Kansas. And that was out one, but then gave up another base hit. That got a run home. And uh, then there was another hit, and all uh, there was a uh, actually a fielder's choice ground ball out and a base hit. He cut it to 7-6. There were two outs. And uh, Boogie Whitehead came out of the bullpen, ace Whitehead, and got a strikeout to end the ball game. So Texas got the win, 7-6. They win the series. After the game, uh, Keith Moreland visiting with Dylan Campbell, the all-time hitting streak leader at Texas. Thank you very much, Craig. Yeah, I am visiting with uh, Dylan Campbell. Now, first of all, get this done out of the West done way the first time up. Why don't you do that, huh? Yeah. I mean, I was, couldn't have planned it any better. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I was, I'm just going out here just playing the game, just trying to be myself and just do me. And I'm very fortunate enough to have uh, passed the record, which is good. And I'm just going to keep going, not change my mentality, just keep playing. You know, one of the things, you, you, you've been around here for a while. You've done a lot of different things. You've played in some infield. You've played some outfield. But what I want to talk about is your work ethic, watching you work on right field because they don't give a gold glove for college baseball, but if they did, you'd be my right fielder. Just talk to us about that work you put in out there as well. Oh, yeah, it's just an everyday thing, you know, with uh, Coach Longley, just working on different things like balls against the wall and, like, in the gaps and going back and forward. Like, it's just continuous work because, I mean, it's something that's hard to master, and I feel like just over the season we've been really working hard on it. And as you mentioned, I played infield. I feel like that gives me a little advantage out there with, like, transferring the ball and stuff and getting a good grip fast. But, yeah, just we've just been working a lot this year on that. I think you could play every position. How about pitch? Oh, I think I can do everything. Maybe <laughs> – Maybe not catch. Maybe not catch. <laughs> TC, congratulations. Congratulations on being the all-time uh, hitting streak record. That's a thank wonderful you. thing. All right, thank you. Yeah, uh, so it's 20. You think about all the great hitters that have gone through the University of including the guy who was interviewing him, Keith Moreland, one of the best of all time there in an All-American. And this guy's standing alone with a 26-game hitting streak and a great approach to it, Jeff. Uh, his average has gone up almost 100 points. I think it's 92 points it's gone up since yeah. the streak started. Yeah, I know. He was hitting two twenty nine, so it started on the uh, the Saturday win over Tech in that series at home. At the close of business on that Friday game, he was hitting two twenty nine. He's hitting three twenty one right now. Wow! And and another guy whose averages really skyrocketed has been Jared Thomas since he started playing regularly, batting over four hundred over the last month. Finally climbed over the three hundred mark for the mm-hmm. first time. It happened over the weekend, and he he had a great weekend. Uh, he was one of the nominees for Player of the Week, uh, as well as for Newcomer of the Week, and I was surprised that he didn't get one of the two honors. Now I understand Nolan Schubert of Oklahoma State. He, after all, he did hit two grand slams in the Sunday game and had a monster weekend in their series. It was East Tennessee State, but still, in all, I understand him winning it. Uh, I was a little surprised Rock Riggio wound up winning. Player of the Week honor, but anyway, uh, great honors there. Um, now, I know we get lost in the muck of yeah. you know the bullpen issues, and you know somebody in the rotation is not going to have the the best day on a weekend. It's you haven't had all three guys, and all three guys have been different. You haven't had all three be on during a series. It seems like in conference play, but lost in that are things like one of the real bright spots for this team is Jared Thomas moving to that leadoff spot. And he hasn't slowed down. Uh, you always wonder, especially with the young guys, how they're going to react to moving up and down the lineup. But it seemed like since they made that move, he's thrived. Yeah. Hitting leadoff. Yeah. And it, it seems like it's helped Eric Kennedy, too. EK seems like he's a little more comfortable hitting further down the lineup. And you can you can still balance your speed out up and down the order. So it's been it's been a good move. You know who else it's helped? Uh, and, and I didn't even think about this. But the, the coaches, this is why they think of these types of things. It's helped Peyton Powell. Because he was batting yeah. third, he moved up to second, and David Pierce pointed out to me when he made this move, he said Powell was better in the two slot. Campbell's hitting wherever we put him right now. And he mentioned Kennedy with the struggle, so they moved him down, so they moved that to where Campbell would bat third, and it seems to have worked out well. Yeah, it's it's funny. Guy, and we've seen this, and I've talked to David about this. David's talked to us about this. A guy can hit, let's say he's hitting seventh, mm-hmm. right, and is really comfortable hitting seventh, and he's mm-hmm. doing well. Well, you figure, okay, he, maybe he's a speed guy, right? We want to move him into the two-hole, get some speed on base. And it just completely mind-Fs the dude. And, and some guys can handle, 
Yeah. And, and I, you know, especially an older player like DC, some guys can handle going up and down the lineup. Some guys, it's almost that perception of, okay, I'm in the four spot. I've got to mm-hmm. drive in runs. And then you start changing your approach. You start messing with everything that got you there. And then all of a sudden you're a hot mess. So it, it, it the guys that have switched spots in the order and have improved since then or they found their rhythm, It's that's a testament to those guys. Kind of the only guy that I don't know if you say he struggled because he's still hitting, what, 317. Porter Brown hasn't had uh, – didn't have a great series. He just Kansas. had He just had his, uh, his streaks end – of his hitting streak was stopped at 13 on Saturday, and his on-base streak of 36 straight yeah. games ended on Sunday, to your point. Uh, and and Campbell now, obviously, with the hitting streak at 26, and he's reached base safely in 32, is it, or 33 straight games? I'll, I'll pull that. Actually, out. I've got it. Hold on just a second. It's, I've it's, got it right here. If this I was thinking it was 32, but it might be 33. It is 32. Yeah, 32. 32. Okay. Because uh, uh, he, walk, he walked in that Friday night game against right. Tech. Um, but this offense, I mean, it's it's interesting. I like that's what some, why sometimes I like listening to the ESPN Plus broadcast to get somebody else's view of Texas and whether it's been Kansas or Oklahoma State. Our good friend Brian Haney. Yeah. Everybody that's watched this team has said, look, when you look at Texas, just the pieces they've got offensively, this team can they can make a deep run in the NCAA tournament just just looking at them offensively. I mean, they've got everything you could want. They can play the short game. They've got thump. They've got speed. Uh, it's just can you get the the bullpen situation figured out and and do to get through a regional. We talked about this all the time, Craig. It sometimes it's easier to get through a super if mm-hmm. you don't have deep pitching than it is a regional because that'll tax your bullpen. Do you have enough enough quality pitching depth, if I can talk right today, to get through a regional? We still don't know yet. yet. Uh, to your point, and we're going to hear David Pierce say this right now, the, uh, the thing about what they got from Travis Staley on that was Sunday. Huge. That was big. That was big. It's, it's, it's five and a third and got the win. It was as good a performance as he's delivered all season long. Anyway, here are the, the thoughts. Again, uh, joining Keith Moreland, this was uh, uh, David Pierce after the game. Every day in this game, you never know what's going to come. You come to the ballpark. Skipper, and you're not sure what you're going to get. First of all, really good job by Staley, and then the offense finds ways to just keep plugging along the entire ball game. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it was a great win for us. Win the series on the road, you know, stay in the hunt, uh, all those implications. But I just love the way our guys just continue to compete. We had a bunch of three one-run innings that we scored, and we just couldn't get the big blow, and then we did. And when we did, it was just excellent uh, from short game to EK hitting the two-run homer. But uh, just a tremendous job. I think that's the best I've seen Travis Staley since he's been a Texas Longhorn. And I I think sometimes you you have to take a step back before can go forward and he did a good job of not feeling sorry for himself and going back to work and boy we we reaped uh the benefits from that today it was awesome establishment of the fastball in the strike zone is the first thing that you talk about and your staff talks about travis did that today that allows his other plus stuff to work yeah i thought even his misses he was all around the plate he started getting a feel for the slider and a feel for the change up and boy just pitched down in the zone to try to do anything outside of just repeating pitches and that's what we talk a lot about and i think you look back at lbj yesterday you know every guy gets confidence from that and then understanding that i've got the same kind of stuff or close to it but then get on attack and make them earn it and you know zane was really good in the eighth have you ever seen anything like that yeah i'm now i told the coaches i've never seen a ball hit back on the ground, back-to-back times to a pitcher, and I uh, have to go back and look at the film, probably in the middle, but still, I mean, he had good stuff, good slider, uh, and Drake did a good job, and Boogie, man. I mean, Boogie comes in and gets his one out against the left-hander with ice in his veins to win it. Yeah, I, I think uh, Texas baseball Twitter had tweeted out, Boogie man, <laughs> you got that uh, strikeout in the ball I, game. I wonder, too, for Travis, though, similar deal, right? Like, sometimes pitchers... Some guys are comfortable being asked to go get those last three outs. Remember or, last or, or year he contributed la- or the, out of the yeah, pen. Or the last six outs. Some guys can do that. Some guys can some guys can start. Some guys can't come out of the bullpen. It's mm-hmm. just it's a, it's a mindset thing. Maybe this is kind of Staley's deal, right? Because it almost seems like if he can piggyback a starter and be uh, an extend a, a long relief guy, 
it almost seems like that four to five inning threshold, as long as he can keep his walks under control, it seems kind of like that's his sweet spot. Yeah, and and remember they went through that also with LeBaron Johnson. Yeah, and now LBJ seems comfortable in that middle game starting role there, and he he just looked tremendous. The cat uh, we were talking about Brian Haney, uh, the play by play voice for Kansas. He told me before the game Sunday that the Kansas coaching staff said that's the best pitcher we've seen all year. I don't I don't doubt it. And as it, on as he was, yeah. The other thing too, Craig is you know, and I think this is kind of what. It, I think it frustrated David Pierce last year. I think it's it frustrates him this year. It's not like their arms. It's not like the guys lack talent. Mm-mm. You know, you've got whether you're talking about Staley, Morehouse, LBJ has started to figure it out. But all three of those guys, they're mid to high nineties with the fastball, and they've got a good a good secondary pitch they can go to. It's not a matter of stuff. Nope. It's a matter of the the six inches between your ears. Repeating. The process. Yeah. That's what he's talked about lately. Repeat the process of what works. You know, one of the most maddening things is getting an 0-2 count on a guy and then can't get the put-away pitch because you can't repeat the process. Yeah. Overthink it or try, try to get too cute or whatever, and it winds up costing you. So there it is. Uh, they play UT Arlington tonight, uh, hopefully weather permitting. I think actually tonight may be okay. The, the non-conference series of San Jose State may be iffy weather-wise. We'll, we'll hope for the best on that. But you know, you know, you talk about repeating the process. That's one of the reasons why I love one of your broadcast partners that you work with at times on Longhorn Baseball, Nathan Thornhill. Mm-hmm. That that that's what made Nathan Thornhill so good. He mm-hmm. didn't Nate, Nate didn't overpower you with stuff, but it was the mechanics were repeatable. Pitch to contact, let the yeah. defense work, and just tr- trust your guys, trust your plan. Smart dude. Oh yeah, yeah smart. Former guy. high school quarterback too. Yeah, I, I like. I, anytime you get some of those guys, I <laughs> yeah. like. Smart guy, really uh, smart guy. Uh, so uh, tonight, six thirty, uh, seven game homestand to finish the regular season. They're home for the rest of the regular season now. One tonight, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, non conference against San Jose State as they rotate the open date in conference play around, and so. Uh, they'll they'll have that. There's a couple of big series: West Virginia hosting Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Uh, th- those two are ahead of Texas in the standings, and so it'll be important to keep an eye on those as well. All right, you had some football. Notes. You know what? I'll save it. This tidbit. We'll make this our flex segment for today because there's a tie in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll get to that coming up next hour. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got inconceivable. It is back, and it's inconceivable. As it may well have seen, to not be able to hear us, it was more inconceivable to us that we weren't in the building yesterday. So now it's all back to being conceivable because we're back here in the building. Glad to be back with you. And we do have a regular installment of Inconceivable up next when we continue to light the tower on the horn. 1049, 1019, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the horn. I don't think I miss what you think I miss. Ah, here we go. It is uh, time to uh, welcome back another inconceivable uh, segment on the program. Uh, Jeff, you should know that we got a couple of candidates for the cauldron for you today. You just—it's important to you that you know that. And um, Robert De Niro probably wishes he was headed for the cauldron after having a a kid. How old is he? Eighty-one. Um. He's 80. 80. I know he's yeah. 80. Yeah, I, I, I know he's 80. So uh, there's that. First of all, there's a uh, – we have uh, something, a submission from uh, my dear wife who uh, sends uh, this item. 79. Deniro's 79 and just had his seventy-nine seventh child. Okay. All right. Um, uh, so let's see if I can pull this uh, – Hope I'm alive when I'm 79. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> don't we all? Uh, uh, that would that would be nice today. Well, uh, I may have to come back to this. She she sent me a, a link to the story, but it's got like 37 ads to clip through. So yikes! <laughs> I'm not going to worry about that right now. Uh, but I got a couple other things. First of all, remember the yeah, here's something else. This this kind of scary. Remember the deal with the manhunt for the guys in Mississippi that escaped prison. They wound up like killing them or they killed themselves and stuff like that uh yeah i feel like we get one of those store one or two of those stories a year but yeah uh, okay yeah it's it's kind of well 
You got one. Um, you got one in Philadelphia. Oddly enough, uh, Philadelphia officials are looking for two men, including one who's charged in multiple homicides, who escaped a correctional facility and weren't discovered missing until nearly a full day after they slipped through a hole in a fence. Now, uh, the, the, the manhunt continues in the wake of the other recent jail breaches, including the one I mentioned in uh, Mississippi back in April. All four have since been apprehended or found dead. These Philadelphia escapees, 24-year-old Nasir Grant and 18-year-old Amin Hurst, they escaped the Philadelphia Industrial Correctional Facility through a hole in a recreation yard fence around 8.30 Sunday night. Now, they were discovered missing around 3 o'clock Monday afternoon, and it was noted that there were three head counts between when they were out in the say, yard. So when, when did they escape? The time of day they escaped was... Well, well it had to be between... Uh, they think it might have been around 8.30 Sunday night. Okay? And when and they noted they didn't notice till 3 o'clock in the afternoon the following day that they were gone? Yeah. How about this? They had head counts at 11 o'clock Sunday night, 3 a.m. Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Monday morning, during which their absence wasn't noticed. Somebody got fired. Yeah. Uh, the mayor said clearly the system screwed up and people didn't do what they were supposed to do. Okay. I, I, I get all that. Why is there a hole in the fence? Uh, somebody got somebody probably got fired over that too, Craig. Yeah, I mean, how come, how come anytime I think of East Coast mayors, I just picture them all to be like Mayor Quimby from The Simpsons? <laughs> that's a, that's a good that's a good way good way to describe it here. Okay, here's the story I was talking about uh, that uh, Linda had sent me. Here's the uh, headline. Now, this is a Cauldron candidate. Okay, Jeff. All right, a cruise ship passenger found a hidden camera that had filmed over 150 people changing or using a bathroom. I don't know. I will never. Look, man, different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah. I will never understand the hidden the camera in the, yeah, the potty. Yeah. I'll never understand that. A man was arrested after the FBI said the video showed him setting it up. So uh, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, passenger spotted a hidden camera. Public bathroom. Uh, another passenger who was seen in a video setting up the camera was arrested. The video showed adults and minors, the youngest, 40 years old, changing. A man was arrested uh, after officials say he set up a yeah. hidden camera in a cruise ship. Uh, the incident occurred on a seven-day Royal Caribbean cruise that set sail from Miami on April 29th. The Harmony of the Seas. Ship was set to stop in St. Martin, Puerto Rico, and the Bahamas about a day after departure while the ship was in international waters. A hidden camera with Wi-Fi capabilities was placed in a public bathroom on the top deck of the ship close to a surfing simulator and a bar. Photos included in the complaint showed a small black camera as well uh, where it had been hidden, an open area. The following day, a uh, passenger spotted the camera uh, with a, of which only the lens was showing, notified the crew. Security personnel located the camera, located a memory card. They found hours' worth of footage that included more than 150 people. Uh, some people were changing. Some were not dressed. Uh, showed the suspect setting up the camera and later adjusting its position so it would focus on the toilet. You know, forget the call. Or just should have just chunked this dude off the boat. Yeah. Death. If they'd been able to get him while he was out there at sea, right? But uh, so anyway, they've arrested the guy in connection uh, with that. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, here's something. All right, here's something to kind of change the scope for you, clear the palette, as you like to say, because you're a collector, right? Mm-hmm. Archaeologists in Livorno, Italy, are putting together the pieces of a great <laughs> mystery that began with a stunning Sorry if the listening find. audience heard, heard that. that. Yeah, oh, heard that. Man. Gesundheit. I came from the depths. All right. A member of the Livorno Paleontological Archaeological Group. It's kind of like your Bracketological Prognostication Group. We're about to get into some Jurassic Park stuff? Or what? Uh, no. What they spotted was a few glimmering coins in the dirt. In November 2021, so they started digging them up, and upon closer inspection and excavation, researchers determined that this find included 175 
Roman denarii coins. Nearly all were in good condition, making this one of the few hoards of ancient coins found intact. That's it cool. prompted a number of questions. Whose treasure was it? Who were they hiding it from? Why didn't they come back for it? So they said this treasure is about a person's life, the uh, saving of a soldier's life, and his hopes for building his farm. The owner of the coins died before he could make his dream come true. The coins tell the story. It's going to be on display in an exhibition between uh, this week and July 2nd at the Museum of Natural History of the Mediterranean. And these coins were buried treasure, uh, most likely from a former soldier who served in Rome's social war from 91 to 88 B.C., these coins were. So maybe he was like the uh, the Walter White of his era, just buried his buried his loot out in the desert. He knew the coordinates, but... I guess. And they, they died with him. Yeah, I, I suppose. Okay, got one more story. I think they were dealing meth back in those days. Or some reasonable facsimile thereof. Yeah. Uh, this is maybe. another... Here's another uh, cauldron candidate. Probably more natural it. herbs back then. All right. Cauldron candidate, okay? <laughs> got another cauldron candidate for you here. All right. Because I know you will appreciate this. Yes. A father. Oh, did I mention this is a Florida man? And I didn't want to wait till Friday for this. I don't know. I kind of want to go back to ancient Roman myth. but you, You're going to want this story right. more. Trust me. A father has been charged with punching a 63-year-old umpire during a high school baseball game. What the hell is the matter with people? Yeah. In Kissimmee, Florida, high school game, Liberty High School, uh, the father of player approached the umpire, a disabled veteran, by the way, oh. and knocked him out after an argument between the official players. It was a sucker punch, and the fall were recorded by surveillance video released by the sheriff's office. And you can see it right here. You'll you know, see the guys I don't just know minded. That I want to watch this. Um, well, you don't have to. You don't want to. But <laughs> well, you, you got the shave gel uh, pop-up ad. Yeah, 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 yeah. On there, so, so I can't, ready to, can't see the, it. Uh, all right. Uh, so the guy's minding his own business. The game was over, and apparently this dad, the home, home plate umpire or just uh, he had been the home plate umpire, okay. and apparently this dad got upset and just went over and just sucker punched him. Uh, from behind. Good and, lord. And knocked him down. He has been arrested. Uh and he This was a high school baseball game. High school baseball game. Osceola County. Osceola County. Uh there. And uh recorded by surveillance video. And uh the it's Jorge Aponte Gonzalez faces charges of battery on a sports official and disruption of a school function. Apparently, that the umpire, by the way, has recovered a little bit. He he said he thinks that the guy was mad at him because he issued a warning to the guy's son about conduct, about his behavior. So this is over a warning. A warning. That was it. And what does Keith call that? The uh, the note to the principal. Yeah. Right, exactly. Gonzalez said during the rest he was defending his kid and showed no remorse. Defending his kid? Yeah. Cauldron, right? Mm. Maybe your kid just needs to get off the tit and yeah. grow up a little bit, not have daddy fight his battles for him. All right. Second hour coming up. Life of Tower on the Horn.